Think back to when you were little learning how to swim. Maybe it was a gradual, comfortable learning experience at swimming lessons at your local Y or out in the pool with your family, starting in the kiddie pool and naturally progressing stroke by stroke into the deep end. Or maybe it wasn't so comfortable. Maybe your sibling decided to ever so gently shove you into the pool as a way to teach you. Trial by fire, or in this case, trial by water. No matter the story and no matter how much preparation or training you had, one thing is true. Eventually, you just had to jump in and it was either sink or swim. I studied engineering, I instructed skydiving, and I learned to fly. And looking at parachuting skydiving, for example, what I learned is that you really pack your own parachute, meaning that you, know, you prepare, uh, you focus on attention to detail, and you execute. Just as in skydiving, as with an entrepreneurship, you can prepare as much as possible and at some point, you just have to jump. That's Diane Gibbons, president and CEO of Trumbull Unmanned. Jumping into things, or out of things for that matter, is Diane's specialty. As a skydiving instructor and pilot in the military turned entrepreneur in the civilian world, she knows what it means to be prepared for the inevitable leap. And as she'll tell you, in business as in life, preparation is the difference between barely keeping your head above water and swimming laps past your peers. There are always exciting things happening in the world of small business. The news that grabs the headlines, though, are always the highlights, the overnight successes, the billion-dollar IPOs, the massive exits. But just like your Instagram feed, that's never the whole story. Let's look deeper than the headlines and the press photos. Underneath all of that is the real work building something valuable and lasting. Don't get me wrong, I love crazy success stories and can be drawn into those big flashy tales just as much as the next person. But we all know that what's more important than the destination is how you get there. It's the struggles you have to overcome and the insights you learn along the way that make you who you are. So those are the stories we're telling. It's raw. It's honest, and maybe it's exactly what you need to hear. I'm Hillary Georgie, and this is The Journey. Influenced by the members of her family who had strong ties to the military and aviation, Diane's interest in becoming a pilot started young. While other kids were busy playing with toys or running around the schoolyard, she was spending time in museums and daydreaming about flying. Certain influences made themselves clear later on in life. And so, for example, my both my grandfathers served in World War II, and they were in the Army Air Corps, which was the predecessor to the Air Force, which I served in. And then my father worked in the FAA for 41 years, and he would often take us to air shows and airports and airplane towers. And then my mother was a teacher, and she would take us to museums, and we spent the better part of a summer in D.C. when my father was working there, going to all the museums, going to Congress, going everywhere. And, and I think those together helped shape, you know, some of my, my goals and ambitions. And, you know, growing up, I would say that, you know, I was very intrigued by service and I was very intrigued by flying and wanting to do something that combined those. With that goal in mind, Diane decided to start her career by attending the Air Force Academy. There, she studied engineering, learned to fly, became a skydiver, and met her husband. The academy also taught her values that she'd carry with her through a soon-to-be-turbulent period of her career. 
I served five years in the Air Force after the Air Force Academy. And so after that, I was going to transition from active duty to reserves, meaning that mine could be a little more stable. And in going to swear in to my acquisitions role, I learned I was permanently medically disqualified uh, from ever serving due to a skydiving injury I sustained at the Air Force Academy. And it was one of those things that, you know, even though I maxed my fitness test, 100% of my fitness test, because of the injuries, I was permanently medically disqualified from serving the reserves. So this is also 2009 timeframe. You know, the economy uh, had just experienced a substantial downturn. And you know, I just think it was a series and confluence of events that just did not work in my favor. All I wanted to do was serve. <laughs> and, you know, that door was, you know, it was closed I and mean, it was slammed. And, you know, I had to learn and I take a step back and learn new ways to serve. I had to reformulate uh, my rigid plans and you know, revisit them. Diane loved what she did and she was great at it. But just like that, an injury clipped her wings and forced her to change her course. Understandably, it could have been the end of our commitment to service, but Diane took it as a challenge. She would take her skills and knowledge and find new ways to serve her country. I decided to take a year off, focus on the family, and I was able to ski that winter with our, our son, who was three, uh, turned four. And we were in Utah. My husband's flying at 16s. And I was asked to work at a government consulting firm. And so I learned that I could serve in new ways. And to me, and at the time, government consulting was the closest way to do that with the skills that I had. And so working in government consulting, I learned that I could serve my country and also spend more time together as a family. It wasn't what Diane had dreamed of doing, but government consulting provided a much healthier work-life balance. She took the opportunity to go back to school, and it was as she was pursuing her PhD that the dots began to connect for her and her husband. And then we had been talking about, okay, let's, we want to do more in unmanned systems and how we can use unmanned robotic technology to improve environmental sustainability make operations you know safer more efficient and sustainable and being from texas and my husband transitioning out of active duty to uh, the guard we moved to houston texas which is the energy capital of the world and knew that that was the best place to start trumbull after the break diane shares trumbull unmanned's incredible vision the importance of scenario planning and why you shouldn't feel guilty for leaning on others It takes a lot to grow a business, but one thing's for certain. You've got to have a laser focus on the customer. That's why we use Salesforce Essentials at Mission every day. With Essentials, your small business has access to the same CRM tools driving results for some of the most successful companies on earth. Think Adidas, Amazon, T-Mobile, Toyota, Intuit, Marriott, and tens of thousands more. Track your business health by measuring sales, emails, customer satisfaction, and custom metrics. Go to essentials.salesforce.com to start your two-week trial today. Armed with her experiences from the military, knowledge of government consulting, and years of engineering school, Diane started Trumbull Unmanned with her husband in 2013. There were a lot of transitions at once. <laughs> and, you know, moving from Nevada to Texas was a substantial transition. 
you know, transitioning out of government consulting to start and leave my own company to working with my husband to, you know, focusing and really helping start and open up an industry in the United States. And so we had many, many challenges and many, many what I saw as opportunities at once. So what exactly is Trumbull Unmanned? Trumbull is a, a Forbes Top 25 better found company, and we focus on robotics and autonomy in energy and defense. We collect, analyze, and visualize data via drones to make operations safer, more efficient, and more sustainable. And more specifically, within oil and gas, we use unmanned systems to inspect and digitize critical infrastructure. But before they climbed the list at Forbes, Trumbull was just a small, veteran-owned, family-run company. And like every entrepreneur before her and every entrepreneur to come, Diane faced her fair share of struggles early on. But as new clients signed on, new issues popped up and questions of cash flow or company growth nagged at her. But she didn't let optimism create blind spots or pessimism cloud her thinking. She faced everything head on, doing what she calls scenario planning. I would say that instead of worrying, I scenario plan. And, you know, you can redirect and channel that, you know, nervous energy, whatever you want to call it, and work through those scenarios and develop plans to that end. And I would just say for me, it's the much healthier response and you know, much more productive uh, and rational use to focus that time on achieving your vision, deconstructing complex problems, planning courses of action, and how to best do so with the resources you have and or identify the resources you need. We had a lot of if-then scenarios. And we really were focused on delivering value to clients. And at times, our opportunities outpaced the resources we had to meet those opportunities. They weren't bad problems, but they were problems nonetheless. For Diane, scenario planning is part of her decision-making process. Also a part of that process are the mentors who help Diane work through her thoughts and plans. What I'm grateful for is I'm able to talk through some of the challenges I have. I'm able to talk through some of the scenarios I've planned out. I'm able to be vulnerable with them. But being vulnerable with her mentors wasn't always easy. And it's a skill like any other that Diane has had to learn along the way. I learned that I was not burdening someone in asking them a question or in asking them their perspective. It was burdening someone if they were offering to help you and you didn't tell them how. So it's very similar to what you articulate to clients. You know, here's what we understand is your problem. Here's what we understand is the solution. And as entrepreneurs, we need to do the same thing with mentors and make it extremely easy for them to support you. When I learned to ask for help, I learned that, and I share this with my children in different ways, when you share a problem with someone, you know, mathematically, you're dividing that in half. And I learned there's a lot of value in sharing a problem. I learned there's a lot of value in articulating, you know, where you wanna go, how you think you can get there, a couple options, and then making an informed decision to reach that goal. And that mentors want to help you. And it's foolish to not let them. Asking for help is not just about articulating the problem, but articulating how someone can help. It's a simple idea with the power to revolutionize any relationship, business or personal. To younger entrepreneurs, and I want to include 
STEM in that category as well. We do a lot with STEM is in packing your own parachute. That means preparation. You, you study, you learn, you know, if there's a question you don't know, ask. Engage mentors and advisors early on. Diane has spent years, often quite literally, packing her own parachute. She knows that preparation isn't just about the personal knowledge you bring, although that's important too, but it's about the mentors you have with you to show you some tips and tricks you wouldn't know otherwise. You can and should pack your own parachute, but with the guidance and help of others, the inevitable jump might be a little less scary. As John C. Maxwell said, quote, You see, success doesn't just suddenly occur one day. For that matter, neither does failure. Each is a process. Every day of your life is merely preparation for the next. Succeeding as a startup, solo founder, or any small business is an uphill battle. It takes the right mindset and the right tools. That's why we're thrilled to partner with Salesforce Essentials to bring you the journey. Managing one podcast, let alone a whole media studio, is a challenge to say the least. But Essentials makes it easy to maintain relationships and grow our business. With Essentials, your startup has access to the same CRM driving insights and results for the most successful companies in the world. Use unrivaled Salesforce technology to track customers, sales, emails, and more. You'll know where your business is and where it's headed as you chart the path for your journey. We love using Essentials, and we know you will too. Go to essentials.salesforce.com to start your two-week trial today.